The new cryptocurrency company everybody is talking about. Bringing full-spectrum decentralized finance to the people. With cryptocurrencies RYIU and RYIP. Low-cost cryptocurrencies with huge returns and the most authentic, innovative and real team behind this company. Where the investors come first. Welcome to Game Tech Politics. Shake brings all the boys to the yard and they're like, it's better than yours, damn right, it's better than yours, I could teach you, but I have to charge my milkshake. And welcome to Game Tech Politics. I have to apologize to all of my supporters out there for not putting out more content. That's all going to change. In the next few weeks, you're going to see me doing a lot more talking and some interviewing. Uh, so I hope that you guys are excited for that. Um, I have some stories that I'm going to be covering. But today, today I want to talk to you guys about the Twitter files. Elon Musk ended up buying a crime scene. When he bought Twitter, he got all of the emails and all of the uh, contacts from the FBI, all of these other three-letter agencies. And what we have found out is pretty shocking. It's not shocking to me because I expected it. I seen it in real time. I knew what was going on. I analyzed the data. I analyzed the information and I knew that the government was censoring us and it was more than just about the election and more than just COVID obedience. But let me, let me go ahead and put a collection here for you. I want, I want to take you guys back just a couple years ago on how it all started. Right now in the United States, People should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really no. closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. A few moments later. Well, first of all, the rule is uh, the new guidelines, Mika, are that if you are fully vaccinated, you do not need to wear a mask, not only outdoors, but indoors. A few moments later. Dr. Fauci also suggests some vaccinated Americans may still need to wear masks in places with low vaccination rates. You might want to go the extra step and say, when I'm in that area where there's a considerable degree of viral circulation, I might want to go the extra mile to be cautious enough to make sure that I get the extra added level of protection, even though the vaccines themselves are highly effective. A few moments later, we get asked all the time, should we be double masking? 
the CDC makes recommendations based on data that they accumulate because it's a science-based organization. Right now, they are looking at these different options of mask wearing. In the meantime, as I often get asked, should you be wearing two masks or one mask? And I say, there's no recommendation. However, there are many people who take the common sense approach. If you're talking about a physical barrier, and as the CDC recommends, you want at least two layers within the mask as a physical barrier, and you feel maybe more of a physical barrier would be better, there's nothing wrong with people wearing two masks. I often myself wear two masks. Can we make a general recommendation that doesn't have scientific basis yet? No, but when the science comes along and tells us that it is better or not, then you will see a recommendation being made by the CDC. So, I mean, we shouldn't wear masks. Now we should wear masks. And now we should wear double masks. That's the message that the United States government has gave its citizens. And why is that important? It's because of messaging, people. The United States, through the drop of the Twitter files, we have learned that the United States has been running a psychological operational program on its citizens. Forget the enemies, forget overseas, forget... We, we all knew that the, the United States government was taking and, and doing operations like this to counter messages, to thwart the enemy. We all knew that that was going on for years and years and years. But now, through the Twitter drops, we have proof that the United States was doing just that on the American citizens. And, and I, I have to tell you that you are all victims of a psych, psyops. And, you're not, and you shouldn't be afraid to sit there and repeat that. You shouldn't be afraid to look uh, amongst your friends and say, look, the United States is clearly running an operation on us and you guys are a victim of that. But yet we still are. I've been around these Twitter spaces, you know, trying to get the message out about how the United States government is completely being a threat to the American citizens. And these these Twitter hosts, you know, bless their hearts. They they these space that the, these social media influencers, uh, they they are scared to repeat that information. Now, I, I can't tell you why they're scared. I don't know if they're scared to lose followers or if they're scared to even look crazy. But I'm here to tell you that I will say the crazy things so you don't have to. Now, clearly, we have had a mixed messaging on COVID. And do and you want proof that we haven't you know, had a clear message on COVID? Just take a listen to this. Um, for life to get back to normal, Dr. Anthony Fauci and other experts say that most of the people who can be vaccinated need to be vaccinated. But half of Americans now say they wouldn't take a vaccine if it was released now. If the Trump administration approves a vaccine before or after the election, should Americans take it and would you take it? If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors 
tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it. Absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. A few moments later. Well, I would make the case. I'd make the case why it's necessary. I'd have the scientists arrayed to lay out in detail why. And I would go to every governor, and I'd go to governors related Republican and Democratic governors, and I'd say, we have to have this national mandate. A few moments later. Do you think the COVID vaccine should be mandatory? No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. A few moments later. So let me be clear. I trust vaccines. I trust scientists. But I don't trust Donald Trump. And at this moment, the American people can't either. Last week, Senator Harris and I laid out three questions this administration is going to have to answer to assure the American people that politics will not play a role whatsoever in the vaccine process. What criteria will be used to ensure that a vaccine meets the scientific standard of safety and effectiveness? What's the criteria? Second, if the administration greenlights a vaccine, Who will validate that the decision was driven by science rather than politics? What group of scientists will that be? And thirdly, how can we be sure that the distribution of the vaccine will take place safely, cost-free, and without a hint of favoritism? You just said that when it comes to a vaccine, you don't trust Donald Trump. Is there a risk that that message, that questioning the president on a vaccine, could prevent people from trusting the science, from trusting a vaccine when there finally is one? No, because they know he doesn't have any respect for scientists. He basically said it. You saw what he said when he was out in California about wildfires and scientists don't know and it's going to go away like a miracle. It's necessary so people can trust the vaccine. And that's why I said that you have to have this board of scientists that are going to say, this is why we think this is a good vaccine, why it's approved, and it has to be total transparency. Total transparency. Total transparency. But yet, through the drop of the Twitter files, we have found that there isn't any transparency. There was only silence. Silence the individual that was going against the government narrative. And that's what we see even today, that if you are against the government narrative, that you are uh, somehow against science, that you are somehow a homophobe, a transphobe, that you are somehow a Russian puppet, a Putin's puppet, a Russian ally, a Russian comrade. This is the messaging that you have gotten, that we have gotten from the American government. And nobody to this day can tell me that there has been a clear, concise message about the health and safety of the American people. Not one person can tell me that. Because of of the past statements made by Dr. Fauci, by the CDC director, and by our president, President Biden. Now, you you can take that for what it is. You know, you can sit there and tell me that science has changed. But let me tell you, yeah, the science may have changed, but their narrative hasn't. Their narrative is in the past. We have listened to them tell us that, hey, if uh, you're not going to get you're not going to get uh, COVID if you take this vaccine, take a listen to this. 
You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. A few moments later. Right. Instead of the virus being able to hop from person to person to person, potentially mutating and becoming more virulent and drug resistant along the way. Now we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A few moments later. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A few moments later. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. A few moments later. I want to be clear. While vaccinated people can spread the virus if they get a breakthrough infection. The fact that vaccinated people who do have a breakthrough infection are clearly capable of transmitting the infection to an uninfected person. This isn't about the science changing. This is literally about the government lying to you. They clearly lie to you. They move the goalposts time and time again, and they expect that you trust your health and safety uh, in their hands. And we, we can go on and on about the government messaging. But what's really troubling is the fact that we had the top doctors and scientists discussing the COVID vaccine and the COVID-19 origins. And, and we now see through the Twitter files that they were completely silenced. These three-letter agencies, the FBI, uh, the CDC, the White House... We're in clearly in cahoots with the social media platforms, the Facebook, Twitter, Google, and taking and silencing any dissent against the government narrative. PSYOPs, people. PSYOPs. And it was not just about the elections. You know, you, you get a lot of these election deniers. You get all of these insurrectionists. You get all of these homegrown terrorists. Do you see that that has been the media's message from the get-go? So it wasn't just these social media platforms that were doing this. It was the media as well. The media was telling you what to believe just as much as Twitter was telling you what to believe or not to believe. COVID misinformation, disinformation. And, and you think that... that the, the PSYOPs isn't a big deal. It's not as big as I'm putting it out to be. But let me ask you, in your vocabulary, in your lexicon, your everyday words you used, how many times have you used the word misinformation or disinformation before 2016? You use it now more than ever. And the reason being is because we've been programmed the American government has been programming you in a way that allows them to control the narrative, to control the messaging. And they're clearly getting away with it. And the reason why they're getting away with it is because the majority of Americans, they go to work every day, they get up, they take care of their family, they have a lot more concern than what the government's doing to them. And that's how they're getting away with it. 
So it, it's people like me and, and it's people that, that go on Twitter and, and do their own research. We try to put this messaging out. We try to counter uh, what the government has been telling us. And yet Twitter has been silencing us, suspending our accounts. We have Alex Berenson. Just put out a Twitter drop. If you don't know who Alex Berenson is, Alex ended up getting his Twitter account suspended for COVID misinformation. And Alex had to take and sue Twitter just to get his account unsuspended. And through that lawsuit, he ended up going, uh, you know, there's something called discovery. It's where you get to basically look through anything that helps or hurts your case. And Alex went through discovery and found some emails by the White House to Twitter stating, hey, man, you, you've got to you've got to take him out. You've got to censor him. You've got to suspend his account because what he is saying is going against the narrative. And we even have uh, some some Twitter drops today talking about um, a a certain person that works for Pfizer saying, hey, man, you've got to uh, stop these accounts because it's hurting our calls. We need to scare parents. We need to make them worry about their kids. We need to get those kids vaccinated. And now you're seeing that the vaccine has clearly got some harmful side effects towards young people. We had uh, DeMar Hamlin take and just drop. You know, 10 million people saw that an NFL player just dropped. And the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds was, was he vaccinated? Well, clearly he was because most of the NFL players are vaccinated. But the messaging, the psyops... How dare you? How dare you, Game Tech Politics, for for taking and asking if he was vaccinated? Well, shit, bro. You wanted to know my vaccination status before I walked into a McDonald's or a Target or a Walmart. That is the psyops that is going on with the American public. We are so divided as a nation. And it's because of the psyops. It's because our government made it this way. We don't know what to believe. When we hear one set of facts, it counters another set of facts. And we're clearly, clearly scared that our loved ones are going to get this disease and die. And yet the government's not helping us and protecting us from this virus. And let me tell you, folks, this was not just about COVID or the election. They silenced us on every, everything. From the riots, from the media. These three-letter agencies, they weren't just after you and and the soccer moms out there. They were after everybody. Throughout the whole world. They amplified voices of division, de-amplified, de-amplified voices of reason, and they programmed you in a way 
that caused so much division that we can't even think straight. And there's a little other story. There's another story that the media and social media is completely silence on. You know, the Hunter Biden laptop, that was a, a clear example. That's a clear example of the media taking, the social media taking and silencing the New York Post over the Hunter Biden laptop story. That's a clear example for us to look at. And through the, the Hunter Biden laptop, we have learned that he made a lot of investments in China. He made a lot of investments in Ukraine with Burisma. He got into the cobalt mining field. He invested in that. And those were brilliant investments, by the way. I mean, uh, California took in and passed a law that all vehicles have to be electric vehicles by 2035. And so Hunter Biden getting in on the action in 2015, before all of that, uh, and, and got into a cobalt mining field, that's brilliant. Then him getting $80,000 a month from Burisma in Ukraine, that's brilliant. But there's one investment, one investment, people, that the government and social media and the mainstream media, they just don't care about. Our congressmen, they don't care about it. Our Twitter spaces with uh, all of these Social media influencers, they don't care about it. The investment is in a company called Metabiota. Metabiota is a pandemic response company. They sell pandemic insurance. Hunter Biden was investing in this company since 2014. A week later, a week later after his initial investment, the Department of Defense gives Metabiota a contract, none other in Ukraine. We have 26 bioweapons in Ukraine, and we are not supposed to ask any questions about that anywhere. The media is completely silenced on it. Yeah, they talk about his investments in China. You know, Fox News covers that really well. Newsmax, they cover the whole uh, the Burisma scandal really well. They, they cover the, the prostitution videos, the, the crack cocaine use, the illegal handgun. They cover all of that. But there's one investment that they do not cover, and that's Metabiota. And I just got to ask why. Why is that? What are they trying to hide through that investment? Hunter Biden started a company with Chris Hines. Chris Hines is John Kerry's stepson and the son of Teresa Hines, the ketchup heiress. Now, Hunter Biden, uh, also Neil, Neil Callahan, Neil Callahan's on the board of Rosemont Seneca. They ended up getting into Metabiota, Metabiota in February of 2014. Now, Neil Callahan 
is on the board of Metabiota. There's a lot to this, folks. I'm going to have an interview with with a friend of mine. She is uh, one of the most remarkable researchers uh, on Twitter. And she's covered this extensively. Now, I've been, I've been t- talking about Metabiota for a couple years now. I've even made a podcast about it. But everybody else is silent. And I've begged people. I've literally begged. Begged people. On these Twitter spaces, the hosts of Twitter spaces that would get, you know, three, four, five thousand people to be included in these uh, rooms. And none of them will cover it. None of them will even mention it. And you just got to ask yourself why. What are they scared of? Is somebody telling them to keep silent on this? Now, I understand that there might be some national security implications. You know, if the enemy realizes that the United States was involved in releasing COVID-19 and that all of these elites were profiting from it, that's going to give us, uh, that's going to give the enemies an upper hand to try to take us out. They could put sanctions, you know, all these other countries can put sanctions on the United States. They can take and uh, make us look like Venezuela overnight. They can stop the exports, stop the imports. And what then? So I understand that there are national implications about this story. But in reality, there's another national security implication. And that's if they release another virus. And the media is silent on this, people. What if you wake up just one morning? You wake up and you find out that you've lost your job. And that the majority of Americans lost their job. The economy shut down. The stores are empty. And you have nowhere to go. No way to buy food. No way to take care of your kids. How lost are you going to feel? What are you going to do? What if the government comes in and says, hey, you're, you're unvaccinated. You need to go into a camp. We need to separate you from your children. What are you going to do? You don't think that it's not going to happen, but it's already happened. Look at Australia. Australia had COVID camps. Look at what China is doing. They're basically boarding people in. To their own homes. Locking them in. Look at Brazil. They're stealing elections. In Brazil even. And the Brazilian people have stood up and and took action. But what are you going to do? Are you going to just stand there and just 
talk on social media like this is unfair. It's time to do something. And, 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 and the thing that we can do, I'll tell you, the thing that we can do right now is shut down the mainstream media. Unfollow them. Don't interact with their tweets. Don't interact with their Facebook posts. Don't use Google. If you got a Gmail account, switch it over to another another uh, company. We need to limit their exposure to us. Because whether you know it or not, you are programmed. You are brainwashed. Everything that, that you see in the media is there for a reason. The CIA doesn't put something out there just to be ignored. They want you to pay attention to them. And the only way that we are going to get an upper hand on this battle is to shut them out. To shut them off. Don't respond to them. Don't give them any attention. And then we need to step up and force our leaders to actually lead. You know, I, I get a lot of these Trump supporters. And you guys know me. I've been defending Trump even on this podcast. But something is something is oddly off with him. Here lately, something is oddly off. And I just can't put my finger on it. So I, I started looking I started looking at Trump's administration. I started looking at the, the four years that he was in office. And I started studying who he was surrounding himself with, who he was talking to, who was giving him advice, who he, he, who he was hiring uh, for appointments like the CIA and the FBI. There are 64 people that Trump hired that is a part of the CFR group, the Bilderberg group. Now, Trump's campaign promise was drain the swamp. You guys remember the, the, the rallies, you know, people were chanting, drain the swamp, drain the swamp. Well, according to all of his hires that I've looked at, Trump wasn't tra- draining the swamp. He was filling it. He was filling it with people like Rick Perry, Pompeo, Christopher Ray, Barr, and many others. We got a whole list here. From ambassadors to CIA director, FBI director, the whole nine yards. H.R. McMaster, General Kelly, Mulvaney. You name it, man. He hired the swampiest creatures that you could possibly think of. And you know what? There's a lot of people, a lot of people. When I bring that up to them, there's a lot of people that will tell me, but, but game, uh, you know, he had 4,000 appointments uh, to do. Well, let me tell you, I don't care how many appointments he had to fill. You don't fill the top appointments like the CIA director with somebody like Pompeo the swampiest creature of them all. Remember, Pompeo is the one who kept Julian Assange 
in jail. Then we then then you know look at look at the Epstein saga. Now a lot of people will tell me, oh, you know, Trump didn't have anything to do with Epstein. Blah 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 blah. He was a high profile prisoner. He was in that jail. And everybody, everybody knew that he was a high profile person. So much so that they would check on him every 15 minutes. A guard would, would walk by every 15 minutes and check up on him. Throughout 24-7, every 15 minutes, 24-7, four times an hour. 96 times a day. And all of a sudden, the cameras go off. One of the guards wasn't even an employee by the jail. He was a rent-a-cop, meaning that he, he was hired by a temp agency to go in there and watch. And then they fall asleep, both of them. And the cameras don't work. And Epstein kills himself. You know, if, if I was president and I knew that we had a high profile person such as Epstein in jail, I would make sure that there were guards standing outside his door constantly. There's a lot of things that Trump was involved in, the decision making, the vaccine rollout. Taking and, and, and supporting McConnell and here recently supporting McCarthy. And nobody can tell me why. Oh, but he, he you know, you gotta you gotta keep your enemies you gotta keep your friends close and your enemies closer. He's trying to expose them. He's doing this, he's doing that. It's all speculation, folks. It's all speculation. Your speculation could cost us our country. And there's nothing wrong with questioning Donald Trump's direction for this country. Now, would I vote for him over somebody like DeSantis? Well, if I was forced to, I guess I would. But right now, man, we have to be very careful because... Let me tell you, you guys might scoff at this, but Trump, Trump might be a psyops too, people. Trump might be a psyops too. He might say, hey, I'll take a bullet for you guys. I'll work with you. We'll get this uh, agenda 2030 rolling. You know? We have to be careful at every avenue because <laughs> just a few months ago, you guys weren't even aware that the government was playing a complete psyops on you and it was working. It was working. And I hope you're not okay with it.
And I hope that you're not okay with Trump supporting people like McCarthy and McConnell. And I hope that you're not okay with him being surrounded by the swampiest creatures. I hope that you have sense enough to at least ask the questions. Ask the questions. Don't be so gung-ho over one guy. Yeah, he did a lot of uh, great things for the economy, for black Americans. He did a lot of good stuff. The border. But again, psyops, division, division, division. That was their main message. For the past six years. Division. Let's shut up the voice of reason. Let's amplify. The voice of division. Wake up people. Wake up. You like this podcast? I'm sorry. I've got to. I got to tell you that. You know, I, I ended up getting some bad news earlier, so I'm not really on top of my game today. I'm just not. I feel defeated. I feel very defeated. And I've tried, I've tried so hard for the past few weeks to kind of motivate people. To take and and look at what's really important. To drown out all of the noise and, and kind of give you some things to think about and chew on. I've tried my hardest to get these influencers to talk about something really important, which would be metabiota, which I think is literally the biggest story of our lifetime. It is bigger than September 11th. It is bigger than Pearl Harbor. It is bigger than Vietnam. Because no matter how you look at that story, it only leads to one direction. Unless someone can can clearly, you know, explain away the brilliant investment by Hunter Biden it's still going to go in one direction. And I feel that I've, I've been defeated with putting out that message. I've been defeated, you know, with, with stuff that, that I'm, I'm dealing with at home. I got a, I got a young daughter that that's going through seizures. So I'm, I'm trying to keep, as level-headed and and allow them to not see the stress that I'm going through. And it's hard. Life is hard. And it's even harder when you have our leaders doing things that really just fuck up your life, that fuck up this country, And it's not going to get any better. Look at the grocery prices, for example. 
you know, nine dollars for a flipping carton of eggs. Nine dollars. Bread, four dollars. Cereal, seven dollars. Juice, five fifty. Gas is going up again. And let me tell you, let me tell you this before I go. You guys want to take a hold of these politicians like they're going to make a difference. But are they? What do they do? They, they sit there and write more laws. Laws, 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 laws. Obey this law, obey this law, obey this law. We have so many laws we don't even know what to do with. And really, in, in reality, I wish that our government would just leave us the fuck alone. Let's go back to the Wild West. Because then, <laughs> we could at least say, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. You come try to take my land. You come try to rob me. You come try to, you know, take my wife and kids. Pop, pop, pop. We could defend ourselves. We can't defend ourselves today, people. We can't even we can't even get to the bottom of our elections being stolen right before our eyes. And you guys have hope in politicians. Look at the 200 people that took and voted for McCarthy and the 20 people that Ended up voting for him anyways. <laughs> it's all a show. And you're just eating popcorn. And enjoying it. It's time to take action. It's time for the people that work at McDonald's. It's time for the people that work at the grocery store. who, who Who's the mechanic. It's time for normal everyday Americans to say, okay, I've had enough. I'm going to run for office. It can happen, folks. Now, granted, they'd probably steal it anyways. But at least you're trying something. You're trying something different. You're getting out of your comfort zone. I'm just tired, and I know that you're tired. So you pray for me, and I'll pray for you. If you like this podcast, I want you to go over to anchor.fm forward slash gametechpolitics. You can hit that subscribe button. You can donate $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. However much you can afford, it would greatly help me and my family. It really would. I do this. This is my sole income now. Two years ago, I lost my job with COVID. I've done some investing that's held me over quite for quite some time. And I, now I, I do this through sponsorships and people like you. The generosity of people like you. And I promise that I am going to have some better content throughout the next few weeks.
I'm going to be doing some interviews. I'm going to have people on my show that you're just going to love. I know that I do. And I also want to take and and thank all of my supporters out there. All of my friends that I've just met on Twitter and elsewhere. Blue, Bishop, Yellow, One by Land, James. All you guys really have been a stress reliever. I could sit there and talk and yell at you guys and joke around and it makes me forget about all the problems in our world. And it's people like you that really do make a difference. So don't just think that you're you're going on Twitter just to, to hang out. When you go on Twitter, you, you actually make a difference. And I really do appreciate it. You guys have a great week. Thank you for listening.